Studios in beautiful Delmar, New York. I'm Bobby Pape, and this show has everything. Appetizers, entrees, desserts, (laughs) and those little tiny mints that they give you near the register at the end of the day. This episode is all about fine dining. And what is fine dining? That is something to be explored. I'm going to explore it this evening with all of my favorite Tishi co-hosts. And uh, to mix things up for 2023, I'm going to go from right to left in Gold Studios in Limited, Washington. Ooh. Ooh. It's the nice lady, Christy Wise. Good evening, Christy. Hello. I almost wasn't ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, stay on your toes as I introduce from the middle-aged momish studios in Austin, Texas, Hillary, the H-bomb Livingston Butler. Good evening, Hillary. Good evening. So I realized I closed out the um, episode last week with another, yet another uh, Little Mermaid song. And so this <laughs> week is Le Poisson. Le Poisson. That's my favorite Little Mermaid song, <laughs> by the way. I did enjoy the end of the... It's the times like that that I'm glad that we just... Um, stick our noses uh, up at uh, Spotify and just run the whole damn song at the end. In Money Pit Studios in Detroit, Michigan, it's Meredith the MVH Van Harn. Good evening, Meredith. Good evening. Classic middle child, nothing has changed for me in the order. <laughs> yeah, well, we don't want to make things too stressful for you. And the uh, appalled voice you heard moments ago when I changed the order from the Stick of Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, it's Anne, don't at me, Lundholm. Good evening, Anne. I have a question about these after-dinner mints. Are they like the wrapped starlight mints you're referring to, or are you talking about the pastel butter mints? I have a place in my heart Mm. for the bowl of open pastel butter mints, the ones that harbor covid i can't say i've ever seen those at any place i would consider fine dining <laughs> no. i mean obviously you never went to a rehearsal dinner at jade palace when you were six True. i gotta wonder about those mints how do they get them firm yet crumbly <laughs> they are pretty good oh absolutely they taste great it's just i don't understand like the dual textures powdery and hard we need a gourmet well, mix find a, res- a recipe for them mm-hmm. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That is one of those things I've never thought. Anyway, uh, just a moment here. We're going to do small talk, mailbag, medium talk, TC recommends, and how to get involved with the show. Yeah, now, yeah, back yeah, to yeah. after dinner mints. That's one of those things I've never thought about trying to make before. I mean, I'll be a sucker and try to make almost anything dessert related once, but that might be a step or a six too far for me. Yeah. You need to own a chalk factory of some kind. I assume that's where those things come from. I would be totally down. Let's oh, see. no. This. Sounds like Mer- do another me one? and Meredith talking each other into some abomination <laughs> again. I'm already looking at recipes. I, I think I might make this after. Can't be worse than your last abomination. So. Oof. True. <laughs> All right. So, yes, we're going to talk fine dining. But first, in small talk, Hillary, uh, I, just generationally speaking, I'm concerned about your entry in small talk. <laughs> okay. My entry is Bridget is a boomer. And I, she's actually standing right here, and she just like looked mouth agape at me, like, "What are you talking about?" Bridget has she dropped her World War II novel. <laughs> Bridget has a new favorite TV show that she and Dave enjoy together. Do you oh. want to say it in the microphone? Yellowstone. NCIS. It's such a slay. No. Such a no. sleigh. <laughs> she loves it. She watches it on her own. Last night we were watching and she like knows the whole history. She's like, yeah, Gibbs left and that's the replacement. And then the other day we were watching something and she was like, oh, she looks like 
Bridgie, what's the lady? What's the Israeli? Um, Ziva. Ziva. Z- she just said Ziva. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, that lady looks like Ziva. Okay, stop. Um, anyway, she, the other day, I came downstairs and I was making dinner and she and Dave were watching one. I'm like, wait, I'm so confused. What's happening here? Is this old? Is this new? And he was like, oh, it's a crossover <laughs> event. It's the LA guys, the Events. Hawaii guys, <laughs> and the main cast guys. And ever and Dave was remarking that LL Cool J is actually a good actor. I, but Bridget is fully in, like on her iPad in her room watching NCIS. Um, so yes, my child uh, was born in 1956. I would say. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, baby, you were. But it is kind of cute to watch her watching a procedural. Well, we've talked about the appeal of procedurals before, mm-hmm. where you know what's going to happen, and it's very comforting at the end. The bad guy always gets caught, and the good guys yes. triumph, and <laughs> you can feel good about the world. And certainly with NCIS, there's no shortage of episodes, so it <laughs> no. never ends. <laughs> no. God, Jesus Christ. I know. I What's his face? Chris O'Donnell. I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you're like, oh, I thought he was going to be kind of a big star. But like, he's been on NCIS Los Angeles for, I don't know, 10 like years at decade. this point. Yeah. And I'm sure he has made so much money off of that. So, yeah, you know, that's why he looks so him. tired. It's from counting those stacks. <laughs> well, doesn't he have like five children? I think so. Yeah, I think he's a, well, I know because Dave identifies anybody who is, has any um, relationship with Boston, and I know he went to mm-hmm. BC, so I'm sure he's Catholic, and I think he has many children. Yep, and and that's yeah. a good gig. I yes. they probably film in LA. He gets to go yep. home every night to his family. <laughs> yep, rakes in those piles of cash. And listen, you could you could do worse, but yeah, Bridget is is full in. I mean, she loves Wednesday. She, I mean, not the day, like the TV show, and she loves I don't know. Stranger Things or whatever, but she also loves NCIS. And she also loves Outer Banks. Okay, I need you to stop participating. Go take a shower. <laughs> or get on the microphone. Either one. Um, yeah, she's she's popping in. So yeah, that's that's my life. I They are sitting there on the couch watching together, and I'm like, alright, Rory and I are going to go upstairs and watch Just something different. Different cool time things. to start following spin-out projects. I'd like to know if she starts watching Bull. <laughs> oh. Dave watched that for a little bit. I, I heard bad yeah. scuttlebutt about yeah. that show. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Weatherly well, is not a nice person. <gasps> no. Shocker. What a surprise. But Dave was really happy because you know who kind of like called him out? His favorite girl, who's also from Boston. Oh, Eliza Dushku. Eliza Dushku. Dave was like, yep. yes. Get yep. him, Eliza. Oh. <laughs> yep. Chris O'Donnell married his wife uh, at St. Patrick. In the city, in Washington, D.C., they have five children. O'Donnell is a practicing Catholic. Mm-hmm. We are mm. so smart. No surprise. <laughs> we are. What an so O stereotype. <laughs> uh, that's it. All right. <laughs> well, well, that's enough about that, Queen. <laughs> slay. <laughs> I, ju- I just Mer- heard her in the bathroom go, Slay. <laughs> God. <laughs> Um, I think it's time for a mailbag. Thank uh, you. Yes. Thank you. Um, our Bye. question of the week last week was, what pop culture are you looking forward to in 2023? And uh, Missy just put a link to, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Yes. <laughs> Which I yes. can't believe that hasn't been adapted before. Is this the first no. time? Yeah. And are they going to make it, are they going to modernize it? I have. I didn't read any... 
article or is it going to be set like in, in the 50s? Yeah, do you remember I, reading that? And there was the yes. there was the period belt and the, the belt yes. and then I was like what I'm are looking they at the pictures about? and it does not look super modern. Um, oh no. I and do. And the novel was written in the 70s, so I do have a real soft spot for Rachel McAdams, obviously. That of, you know, spotlight fame. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what she's most known for, right? Spotlight. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I really, I she's another person that I'm like, I want more for her. Like, I want her, I think she's a good actress, and she's in this, so hopefully it's, you know. I mean, maybe she's good. happy with the level of fame that she has, sure, though. Sure, probably. I'm sure she is. You know. Kathy Bates is in this, too. Yeah. She'll never outact what she did in State of Play. No, yeah, obviously not. Red Eye, or I don't know. I don't know if that's what she's in. Yeah, uh, she was in Red Eye. I saw that. Yeah. With Killian Murphy. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we're all excited for that. Yes. Um, we will all increase our busts. <laughs> oh my God, I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, I've never forgotten about that. Uh, Jonathan is looking forward to the new Lady Tron album. Diana mm-hmm. says the final season of Endeavor. Rosemary says the new Ari Aster. Um, Scott says the whole family is looking forward to Yellow Jackets. I still haven't seen Yellow Jackets. Oh, so excited. I know. I need to watch it. Watch it. Jonathan, Jonathan says, well, since it's raved about the Wheel of Time on Prime as a favorite of 2021, and my daughter and I had a book club for the series in 2022, I am on pins and needles for the second series that should be in soon, question mark. Oh, Jonathan, you and me both. Um, you can't That's possibly wh- have read all the books in 2022. There's like 15 of them, and they're all a thousand pages long. If you have, <laughs> I tip my hat to you. But this Amazing. first season of the TV show was, um, was interesting. It was good. That's it was why bad. you got it, Amazon, yeah. right? And that's, that's why you broke why it. That's why I caved broke down <laughs> the Bezos bozo and got Amazon Prime. Yep. Yeah. It happened. But it's a good show. I like it. I mean, I, I don't know. I... Uh, that's one that the nerds get wild about because they get so mad about any kind of changes from the source material. And I'm like, you guys see the aforementioned 15 novels, a thousand pages each. They can't put it all on the screen. So calm down. But that's how nerds be. Yeah. They're very possessive over Mm -hmm. their pop culture. Um, and then finally, Carolyn says the final season of Umbrella Academy and more Abbott Elementary. For the yes. first time in a while, I can't think of a movie I'm excited for. Ooh. Not the Barbie movie, Carolyn? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I, I saw, was that just, um, that was just the teaser that I saw. Yes. Yeah. It yeah. Looks, yeah. looks wild. It does. I mean, I love that it's like a 2001 space audit. I mean, it cracks me up. But, you know, like we said, it's, I liked what Greta Gerwig has done um, mm-hmm. directorially. And um, I like when Ryan... Um, oh my God. Gosling. Yes. I'm like, God. It's, um, I like when he doesn't take himself so seriously. Like, that's when he kind of makes me laugh. So, you know, TBD. I can we'll never see. decide if he's a good actor or not. Because he's really good at some things, and in other things, he just seems sort of, I don't know. Like, he's not quite grounded in reality yes. for me. Well, I'm so distracted by his face, I just can't, like, I can't <laughs> judge him uh, objectively. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think maybe he's one of those people that's very director contingent. Um, Probably. Sometimes they can be good. Like, um, well, we were talking about 
before we recorded uh, Patreon content, just kidding. But uh, we were talking about video game movies and um, we talked about Uncharted and I think what's his face? Um, uh, Marky Mark is in it and he's another person. I don't really think he's a good actor. I do not think he's a good actor, but when he's with the right director, he can be uh-huh. like a compelling actor where you're like, oh, that was sort of like fun. When he's playing like a dumbass, like he's good. Like I enjoy that when he's playing a dumbass <laughs> with a chip on his shoulder. So I'm himself. Like, okay, this is, yes, exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. This is good. When he's trying to play outside of that little tiny box, you're like, no, that's not, I'm not into that. Mm-mm. Anyway. That's the mailbag. It's the mailbag. All right. Should we go into medium talk? Let's get to it. Okay. Boy, we're, things are tight today. Yeah, we're keeping it tight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> um, the other day, I will say that I was listening to another podcast, and they were talking about fancy meals and kind of, you know, going to a fancy restaurant and all that comes with it. And I was just, like, interrogating myself. What it's the fanciest meal I've ever been to, and do I like fancy meals? How like how do I feel about it? You know, just all the stuff that goes with restaurants and going out to eat. And now that you know we're all pretending that COVID is over, um, you know, going back out to eat and and how to deal with that. So I don't. We we started talking about it, and it was you know it's something that a lot of us have worked in in restaurants or food service and I've eaten in restaurants. <laughs> have I I've eaten in a restaurant too. Oh Whoa. Twins. What? Wow. So <laughs> weird. Um so yeah, we thought we'd talk about dining out and in particular to begin with fancy dining. Yeah. It's, so it, the yeah. thing is when when you brought this up, I immediately was like, well well what do you mean by fancy? Do we mean expensive or I mean, what what constitutes a, a fine dining experience? And then when we were in the Jambo the other night, like we started talking about it organically and we were like, no, no, no. This is how yeah. you know we have a good show topic yes. when we can't yeah. stop ourselves from discussing it in the planning meeting. Yes, exactly. Yep. Well, and it's weird because I am an old person and I feel like going out to eat with a server nowadays is always just expensive. Like everything is expensive. I just feel like I always spend a hundred dollars every time I go out to eat. I mean, this is uh, not like on myself, but I just think that prices are, if it's a moderately nice restaurant, it's just is expensive now. But I was sort of thinking, Hillary, you're getting really close to back in my day, <laughs> <laughs> back in my day. We're cheap. But I, I was thinking about, the last time I went to a, and when I say fine dining or fancy, I don't really think that there is a restaurant in Austin that is like that. Like I, there's really not a place. There's a lot of nice restaurants. Um, There's not a single restaurant in Austin that has tablecloths. Well, but you know, I mean, just like, well, you have to wear a jacket. A man has to wear a jacket to go in there or whatever. Just there's Mm. some sort of, um, you know, dress code. I bet there's like, I bet there's dinner clubs. There's the Headliners Club, and I have been to it for lunch. And it's like it's like a country club, you know. It's on top of a building. It's nice enough. Um, well, this, this is why I want to do a little defining so that we know exactly what we're talking about. Because I I would say that we could probably come up with a few categories in terms yeah. of dining. Because the one that comes to mind is like destination dining. We're talking yes. the French Laundry. We're talking. Yes. What's the one? Noma. Again? Noma. We're talking La Bernard- 
Le Bernardine. I can't remember if there was an extra R in there. But, you know, those sort of world-renowned restaurants that you go to because of their reputation, you expect to be sort of blown away. Um, I've never been to one of those restaurants. The the restaurants where you don't really get to pick what you eat, although I have been to one of those restaurants, and it was expensive. Um, But then, yeah, there's like the... um, Restaurants, restaurants that you go to the reputation, restaurants that you go to for the, I don't know, maybe there's like a one category down from that, where it's conceivable that you can get a reservation. I don't know the name of the chef at the the nice steakhouse in town, Yeah, but, you know, if we're going to go to... Well, Noma's the example I think that got us going because we were looking at its demise and not that heartbroken about it. But like, I want to go to blue Hill at some point because I know who Dan Barber is. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And yeah. That's a short list of restaurants where there's that. Or like yeah. I went to one now, of course I can't remember what the name of it is here in town. That is one of those where they serve you what they decide to serve you. And it's a tasting menu mm. and you get like 16 little bites of things. And it's all locally sourced and daring ideas about cuisine. I think it was $150 and it was amazing. Yeah. So is that what we're talking about? Or is I that think... still a little bit more specialized? No, I... I think that that is definitely a part of it. I mean, I think that there can be different branches of it. My experience that I was, the the fanciest experience I have had was not really actually a restaurant, but when I, I'm never going to be like, I went to Oxford because it's not like I applied to go to Oxford and went to Oxford. I was abroad and we had like, none of the students were there, but we studied there for six weeks and every night you had dinner and it was like nice enough. But every Wednesday it was like, you had to get dressed up and I don't know who the I don't know who the chef was, but they served like courses and you had to like, the settings were such, you know, they were very like, you know, precious and, right. um, Oh my God, a, don't use the wrong fork. Yes. That kind of thing. It was the first time I'd ever had duck and I didn't really like it that much, but it was like, it was this very, like, I felt like pretty woman, you know, where I was like, I don't know what I'm doing right now. Like, I am I going to have to eat escargot and I'm going to fling it at like a professor over there or something? Mm-hmm. That was that was sort of what came to mind to me. But but then also like a Noma experience or, yeah, like French laundry. What is your experience? I, I've been to Chez Panisse, but I couldn't afford to actually go to Chez Panisse. Chez Panisse. Mm-hmm. I had to go to the like... Um, Oh, the cafe. The cafe one. portion. <laughs> yes, I was like, we what? we went past the outside of Chez Panisse and stopped to look at the um, menu board, but it was also like ten in the morning, so yes. we knew we yeah. weren't going to be there until it opened. So we didn't. It try. sounds like you're saying penis. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> that's a different. That's a different. <laughs> Man, the servers in there are good looking. <laughs> yeah, all dudes in tight pants. <laughs> Um, yeah, what are y'all's experiences with like, yeah, like kind of a, uh, like a nice restaurant where you can't wear jeans? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't well, think there aren't that, are that many restaurants right. where you can't wear jeans anymore. But I mean, I sort maybe, maybe we should broaden it a bit to say restaurants that when you go to them, you're like, Ooh, this is a treat I don't get every day. Yeah. 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 
God, I yeah. feel like it's been a long time. A long oh, totally. Time. I mean, totally. when we were in Maui several years ago, we went to a chef's table event at some farm where we prepaid for our similar to yours and like $150 a piece. And it was courses and they talked through it and the service was very good. But because it was Maui, it was also like pretty casual and <laughs> lots of men stuff. wearing Hawaiian shirts <laughs> appropriately. I think I, was, I think I was one of them. <laughs> um, and like the seating was, you know, quasi indoor outdoor. And so it was rustic and farmy and we still paid a ton of money for it. And most of the food was very good. But that was one of our, that's been one of our few like very high end dining experiences. I mean, I like a good steakhouse dinner. Hillary and I have had a good steakhouse we dinner. Have. Yeah, we have. Uh, and, with, and, you know, there's nothing like getting very drunk on brown liquor and eating a Caesar salad, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, Sounds like you made the most of the dining experience. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, I think I had a French onion soup and a wedge salad and two very dirty martinis. And yes, I was... I don't remember the end of the night very well. Um, Christy Meredith, have you, I mean, Christy, I feel like with your old job, did y'all go to fancy places? Like your old... Some, sometimes. And I, there's like, the only restaurant I can think of in Seattle that is like, you can't wear jeans is um, Canlis, which... Oh, yeah, others... that was probably my last fancy meal. You went there? Yeah, did I've we... never been there. No. Did... No, that was... Um, uh, salties. Oh, that's not the same place. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Canlis is like $150 a person oh. without drinks or dessert. Salties or is the place with the six foot pepper grinder. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I, everybody made such a big deal of it and it looks over the lake. and It was nice. Oh, that yeah. was fun. Oh, and it was, was white tablecloths. Yeah, and, it was yeah. nice. Large and then, no, this is, grinders. Okay, this is okay. even fancier than that. So, okay, I've my brain, to... my brain made an incorrect connection there. Okay, um, I've always wanted to go to Canlis. I don't know if I ever will in my life. I was once invited to go with my boss's family, um, but I felt really self conscious because I didn't have um, the I didn't have fancy clothes to wear and. This was a birthday party for his daughter. She decided to throw a four-day birthday party in Seattle. <laughs> um, okay, Paris <laughs> and she And she invited her father to throw her a dinner at Canlis. Oh, how nice of her. Um, and she invited me to go. And then I was like, everybody here has at least... Fifty million dollars oh, in this group. I cannot hang with these people. No. Like, I'll use the wrong fork. I'll spill on me. I'm gonna have to buy an expensive dress to even go. And so I'm like, uh, no. So I went to a Sounders game. Um, <laughs> you probably had more Mer- fun. Yeah, yeah. Meredith and I went to a fancy steakhouse in Seattle. Yes, I was thinking it's about that. I don't remember what it was called, but that was very Buteau? good. Um, it's a Renee Erickson um, thing. Uh, so it was cute and seattle like inside kind of trendy but then they had this chalkboard and they only have what was it like one or two cows mm-hmm. at at a time and so you look at this chalkboard and they say which part oh, that they have a little too <laughs> it's very butchery yeah. yeah and then and the and you can see a cow hanging up at being aged like in the back and then as you ordered they bring out a long thing a stick with the chalk on it and they cross it out it was crazy. I don't yeah. eat meat, so I it was I felt lost bad. on I was me like, a little bit. Why are we bit. here with Christy? <laughs> His name was Messy. 
Yeah, I mean, that's exactly. He yeah, lived so on a farm. He, yeah, yeah, like it, it was it was fancy. But I think the fanciest restaurant I've been to for scenery and food is probably in um, Puerto Vallarta. Um, it's called Lake Cleef. Did you ever go there? Um, I know Hillary's been to Puerto Vallarta a lot. Yeah, but I was such a little kid that I, uh, yeah, uh, no, but that sounds good. Oh my gosh. Just look at pictures of it. It's on this like hill and the oceans below and you see dolphins playing and the fit, like the, like people fish out, you know, what do you want? And then they go get it. Like, (laughs) um, so we always would go there, um, as like a special dinner when we, do you, when you go to places like that, like I, I know that you're paying for like the quality of food and the chef and everything, but do you also, don't you think that you're also paying for a level of service there? Like that you wouldn't Mm -hmm. get Mm -hmm. anywhere else. Like that's what I kind of expect is like a level of just like, because sometimes when you do go to a nice steakhouse, even if it's not like the fanciest steakhouse in the whole world, but it's like a nice steakhouse in a town, it's like that's you want Mm -hmm. you want the server who is like a almost like a career server, the person that is Mm -hmm. getting making a lot of money on tips so they are good at their job and they serve you well, you know, where you feel like you're taking care of. I worked at a restaurant like that. Um, it was called the Crab Cracker. It was in it was Kirkland. Called Famous Dave's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was very fancy. And the servers were making at least a hundred thousand dollars back yeah. then a year on in like tips and like, uh, they were definitely career servers. And then I got a peek behind the curtain, and it was so disgusting yeah. that I was like, oh, I don't know about <laughs> about this anymore. Um, yeah. Yeah, I've had an experience at one of those old school steakhouse. There's one in the Twin Cities called Murray's that my grandpa took the whole family to for grandma's 80th birthday, maybe something like that. I was 14. Um, And they have uh, their famous steak is called the silver butter knife steak because it's so tender. You could cut it with a silver butter knife and it's meant to be shared by two people. And I think it costs, is it $78 or something like that for the steak? But, um, and you know, very like crushed velvet booths and all Mm -hmm. of that stuff and servers who have been there for 30 years and all of that. And, um, and that was the restaurant where I ordered, I, um, challenged my brother Carl to order a corn dog using (laughs) the ladies man voice. Do you remember ladies man from Saturday Night Live? Oh yeah. Meadows. He's like, and so my brother (laughs) goes, uh, yes, I would like the order. And then my aunt hit him on the shoulder really hard. <laughs> uh, we were totally not behaved. But then my grandpa was so rude to the wait staff oh. because, of course, oh. they were old. So they wanted to get, I mean, my grandparents were old, not the servers. My grandparents were old. So they want, they got, we got there like half an hour before our reservation, which was like at <laughs> five o'clock. And the tables weren't set up yet. And so yeah. the servers invited us to sit in the bar area until they could get everything set up. And my grandmother oh, nope. was so angry <laughs> oh and gosh. so mean to them that I actually lingered behind. And I was like, I'm so sorry for his behavior. You don't deserve that at all. Mm-hmm. And they were like, don't worry about that. But can you imagine being like 15 years old and being embarrassed by your grandparents' oh. behavior? Yes. Like for God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, for God's I sake. have a, an experience from that 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 reminds me of. This is a little off topic for this, but not a lot. 
Have you ever been so embarrassed by someone's behavior or poor tipping at a dinner that you've yes. slipped back to oh, yes. up the tip? Yes. Every yes. time I go out with my dad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I used to have a friend in Los Angeles who is, I mean, we're not really friends anymore. Um, and she's British and we would go to this like kind of hole in the wall brunch place that always had long waits. So it was kind of a pain, but you sort of knew that going in and you know, we'd be sitting at the table and I'm like, is this a British thing? Cause she would like kind of snap at the water guys. The guys just, you know, bringing water and be like, I need creamer for my coffee or whatever. And she was so rude to them. And I would go and to the like, bathroom. Okay. So that's sorry. not their job. I know. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. And it just, I, I just stopped going out to dinner with her cause it was, or any meals with her because it was just like, I was clinching just waiting for her to be rude. And she didn't Aww. see it as being rude. It was just sort of like, no, this is how you treat somebody who's serving you. Like, oh, okay. Right. Ugh, that makes then, my head sink into my shoulders. Uh, proceeds no. to calculate a fifteen percent pre-tax tip <laughs> yeah. Yeah. down to the penny. Yes, exactly. exactly. My mom always talks about how my grandmother, her mother-in-law, would never leave more than fifty cents because she said if oh. you left more, they would get offended. <laughs> I don't think that's true. Now, Grandma was going to like the fish fry restaurant in Cumberland, Wisconsin, so we're not mm-hmm. talking about like super fine dining here, but still. Yeah. 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 She was also someone who collected all the ketchup packets at the Burger King and, <laughs> and took them home and like sucked them dry. <laughs> Whoa. I mean, we're not gonna we're not gonna be mad about a packet drawer. We all got a sauce drawer. Yeah, but do you when you when you <laughs> use the packet and you've squeezed most of the ketchup out, then do you just suck the rest of it to make sure you get absolutely everything out from the packet? I don't like Bobby, that. Because if you do, I, I, I need to reevaluate gonna, our relationship. I'm not even gonna take a bit that far. No, <laughs> That's really, really gross. Well, okay. Oh, and I happened to Spago, but I went like when I was a little kid and then when I lived there and it was nice, but it wasn't like, do we still like Wolfgang Puck? That's Wolfgang Puck, right? Yeah. I mean, it was good. Is he still a thing? I think, but like he's all, yeah. it's all disseminated out to like airports now. I yeah. Like. I feel and like, like airport, uh, frozen $17 food. airport pizza is, yeah. is my only Wolfgang Puck mm-hmm. experience. I mean, yeah, I guess when it's in the airport, maybe we've changed. Yes. It's not an experience anymore when no. you can get it in the airport. No, he's, well, he wants to make money, not be like a prestige um, chef, yeah. I think is the deal. But I mean, but really like I, And I think you put this on there. What do you look for in a restaurant? It is something that like nowadays, like reevaluating going out to eat. And because I'm, you know, old man that yells at cloud, like I, I, it is so expensive to go out to eat for a non kind of fast food situation. What, like, what is your ideal restaurant? And you go first. I'm going left to right. All right. Um, Well. So conventional. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't worry too much about the cost, not because I'm rich, but because I go out to eat so seldom. Yeah. So when I do on the rare occasions, like, so my brothers and I had this tradition, I guess it became a tradition that every time that I would, that we would get together where I would visit them, like I would go to San Francisco or we'd go to LA, I would do some research and I would pick like one really nice restaurant. Now, I'm not talking French Laundry, although I would like to go to the French Laundry. I'm Same. enough of a foodie 
that I would like to do that for the experience. But I would pick something where it was probably good to like get a reservation a few weeks in advance because you weren't going to be able to walk in. And then we would go and just... I hate to say go wild, but like nothing is off the table. We're not um, counting pennies. You order drinks, you order appetizers, you order mains, you order desserts, you order coffee, whatever. And then we would just evenly split the bill. And it doesn't matter. I mean, because we're family and it doesn't matter that yeah. they had two drinks and I don't drink and, you know, whatever, all of that stuff. And I would always look for something that had a really good reputation with food critics that was a little bit higher end, but again, not necessarily stuffy. And that was just seemed to be a slightly different sort of experience. That's the, that's what I'm looking for when I'm doing a restaurant as a treat. Uh, right. In general, I'm not picky about restaurants. I like to do something a little bit, you know, well, I don't need to go to Cracker Barrel, right? Um <laughs> Unless I'm with old people and they want to go to Cracker Barrel or Perkins or whatever. But I, I would say... I Cracker Barrel has a new hot chicken situation. <laughs> I, you know, I'm not running to Cracker Barrel or I, I don't know how many Cracker Barrels there are in the Twin Cities, but I would say Perkins. Uh, I'm yeah. not running to that at any time, but I'm not going to be mad no. if we're just like, yeah, let's go to Perkins or whatever. But, but if I think in the context of this discussion where you're looking for kind of a... A more special experience. That's what I look for. It doesn't have to be trendy, but I would like it to have a good reputation with critics. Yeah. No, I. Yeah. That I think that that's right. I think that's right. I I honestly like trendy. I I I don't. I'll try anything if somebody sure. else is paying. I'll try anything. <laughs> I'll go. But for, if it's on my own, I really don't want something that's like. I don't want to wait. I really don't like waiting. It's this sort of happy medium between you want it to be good and you want people to want to go there, but not so much that you have to wait forever to to get in. I really, really hate waiting. And also reservations are – recently reservations have been so hard to get in Austin. It's like you have to – like I went to this place called ABBA um, for my birthday and Christine, my friend, got reservations like two months in advance, which I'm like, this yeah. is ridiculous. Like that's insane to me. Um, I feel like every, oh, what, there's that quote from when Harry met Sally, it's like what, um, Broadway or musicals were to the sixties is what like restaurants are to the eighties. I still kind of think that's a thing where it's like, what restaurant are you going to is still the thing. And I just want something with solid, <laughs> solid food, really good service and, you know, a good atmosphere. I don't know. How hard is that to find? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Bobby. Well, first, I need to issue a retraction. Oh. The brand new hot chicken I was thinking of is very new news this week, and it's from Bob Evans. Oh. Oh, I can't believe you would make that mistake. <laughs> <laughs> and it's called Dang Hot, I think. Oh. So, apologies to all of you. Uh, How dare you. Cracker, cracker barrel heads out there. Man, we should do a show about food trends. And we oh, should yeah. rate them like ridiculous, interesting, home run. I don't my rating system is <laughs> pickles, mustaches, exactly. the bicycles with the big yeah. wheel on the front. Exactly. Yes. I've strayed yeah. a little bit from I mean that that whole um illustration of the the steakhouse with the picture of the cow that they cross <laughs> off the piece totally. once you ordered it. I mean, I, I could talk about that a lot. Uh. 
The food I'll, better be good. That's all I have yes. to say. Yes. Yes. And, and I'll reiterate that. Um, so let's put aside for a moment my love of um, a diner. Uh, which you do. Like, which I do. And Mancuso's Luncheonette, the place in the building right behind my apartment that is open Monday through Friday from like 6 a.m. to 3 p.m. and only does breakfast and lunch Greasy Spoon style. Um, Sam and I went in there a couple of weeks ago for the first time. It's cash only. We ordered home fries with our breakfast and I watched them cut a parboiled potato up and put it on the grill. It was amazing. Um, those places are great, but that's not what we're talking about right now. Right. That I, I could make some silly case about how that is fine dining and American food and blah, blah, blah. But what I look for in a fine dining restaurant is um, I like just um, simple food well prepared that it's simple maybe it's oversimplifying it like sam and i once went to a place uh outside of buffalo and ordered like a beautiful beef beef wellington and that's not to say that beef wellington is simple but like it's a traditional dish done well mm. what i hate is when you go to a really nice fine dining restaurant but they've got to be fusiony to be different mm-hmm. and it'll be like th- four or five great ingredients you love and then uh, some weird twist foam reduction yeah, yeah something like it's smoked under a lid with dandelion smoke like mm-hmm. don't yeah i just want to like don't fuck I, it I'm, up yeah like if you're gonna be creative it better be so uh earth shatteringly good that it was worth trying the change i don't know because you don't eat like that every day right like if i go to diner every day and decide to do my eggs in some crazy way one day that's fine but like don't fuck up a great classic that i just spent a hundred dollars on um, but I also do look for service and cleanliness. Like I want to go somewhere that has atmosphere and that the servers are all over it. And um, I found like the old school, really nice Italian places are like that, where they yeah. come over with a little cum- crumb scraper and they like scrape down the <laughs> tablecloth. And... I heard your, you stumble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's full service. <laughs> just let that breathe for a second. Sorry. I'm not going to cut it out. Sorry. Oh no, it's okay. <laughs> no, but like cleanliness in the bathroom. There is nothing that turns yeah. me off faster. Yeah. Yeah. If you have a really nice pretty dining room and then you go in and like the bathroom is like those the stalls are like that nasty tan and the, yeah. the ugly tile floor and it just seems dingy, mm-hmm. then I'm, it's a giant note for me. Yeah. But what about when the bathrooms are also storage for like overflow oh, supplies? Like, there's like yeah. high chairs. <laughs> yeah. and- yes. Napkins and glasses. Yeah. yeah. But I, I also struggle with like a, like a ceiling. It's like the really good bottle of wine versus a great bottle of wine mm-hmm. like do i need a 300 dollars bottle of wine or can i just drink this 50 dollars bottle of wine that I yeah know what's really the return good? on investment because on this. so moving to albany there are not a ton of really high fine you know high dining restaurants there are a few i was gonna and say we are there to, any for like <clears throat> the governor or something you know well that, they... that's kind of it like there's so there's this one place it's a block from my office it's called 677 prime you'll be shocked to know it's at 677 broadway <laughs> in a building with a giant <laughs> 677 on it and sam and i went and it's very designy trendy like a little off-putting for me how very modern trendy designy it is and we had drinks and an appetizer and dinner and dessert and more drinks like we did the whole thing and it was like 300 400 bucks by the time we were done after the tip and it was good like our entrees were good the appetizer was pretty good 
the drinks were the drinks like they, were, they weren't so amazingly great that you know they could they weren't that special and it just was like this was good but we could have gone and had a, a hundred or 150 dollar meal somewhere that would have been like equally satisfying and tasty mm-hmm. and uh, if you're paying that much extra for ambiance that was not the ambiance i wanted to pay for but just like hillary said i think that part of it is they are paying a lobbyist markup. Like, I think it's where all of the lobbyists and people who come to Albany to do that state politics stuff all go out to eat with their expense accounts. And so who cares if it's 20% more because it's not your money. And so I've just thoroughly meh on that. And it would have been a great meal if it had been a little cheaper and a little less pretentious because it just, I had no desire to go back after. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I want a place that just seems like they're being I mean I hate the word authentic it's it's cheapened now but when you talked about trendy and trendy decor and when it seems like people don't have their own ideas they're just trying to glom on to whatever the trendy thing is or the popular yeah. thing I I mean I think that really um shines through whatever they're doing I just want somebody that's like super passionate about what they're doing and does their own thing. And if it's not like when, when did we get these trends of like loft style with all the exposed duct work and everything running through a lot of restaurants oh. I've seen? I hate it. I hate it. And so many I just, people do it. I just put the URL for six, seven, seven primes website into our Slack, but you don't need it. Cause it's just six, seven, seven prime.com, but go to it. Would you, because there's a video that auto loads when you go to the website and it completely explains everything oh. I hate about this restaurant. Oh. <laughs> oh. Is the menu two iPads? <laughs> um, no. The menu looks like it's two iPads, but it's actually just backlit paper. I mean, I've seen a shot of a, a woman's behind. I've seen yep. women's legs. I've seen a woman's mouth putting Bartender a piece in of suspenders. Steak. Yep. It does look like two iPads. Oh, there's the mouth again. Yep. That oh, lady's going to have sex later. <laughs> She's going to be too steak. full. There is a book called The Sexual Politics of Meat, and this could be like the poster video for that yeah. book. Yeah. Right. We haven't seen a whole person. Oh, there's a whole person. But <laughs> yeah. It's just like the pieces of a woman. Flesh. <laughs> yeah, that was a $50 glass of wine. Yep. Better pick that up. Just, just not like the food was good. It was good. But I was just, it was so pretentious. That you're like, I'm never, I'm not interested in going back there. That's the thing is I want to look for something that I, now I'm not going to always go back to the French Laundry or whatever. Like that's an experience, but in a restaurant that I want something that I look forward to going back to mm-hmm. that you had a nice time there. You felt like you got your money's worth and you don't mind spending the money and it's, it just is like comfortable and you don't mind like it could be nicer, but it just feels like a, I don't know, enjoyable time out. I think one of the nicer steak dinners I ever had was in Meredith's dining room. So Meredith, yeah, what Meredith. do you look for? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I so something. So I I think an interesting menu is 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 first on my list, and I don't mean interesting like crazy. I'm not really into like molecular gastronomy or anything like that. But I can cook pretty well, and so if it's something I can cook at home, I don't want to pay a ton of money for it. You know, it's like I want something complicated that I don't feel like cooking at home or something interesting or some type of food that's kind of new to me or something that it takes a lot of practice or finesse. Um, 
that's more interesting to me than like some crazy combination of weird ingredients. Mm-hmm. Um, I always look at the wine list. Um, and then, yeah, the reviews, like you said, Anne, like the, the recommendations have to be good. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I, I put a lot of weight on like my friends' recommendations, especially people who live, you know, wherever the restaurant is. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, who Yelp is ridiculous. Oh, who yeah. No. Actually yeah. gets their recommendations from Yelp. I yeah. want yeah. professionals yes. rating or, or people that I know and I understand what their tastes are. Yeah, food critics or like, you know, if you see it come up over and over and over, um, you know, there's a, there's a new restaurant in Detroit called Barda that I haven't been to and it got a, you know, uh, James Beard Award for best new restaurant. I haven't been there yet. There's a lot of great restaurants in Detroit that I haven't been to yet just because of pandemic. Like I just don't, I'm just starting to feel more comfortable going Mm -hmm. to places now. Um, But you know, there's so much interesting food here. There's, um, and I, I really don't think it has to be super fancy. Um, There is a Lebanese place in Dearborn called Al Tayeb that has, I think they are a James Beard Award winner too and that is a very casual place you can go in there in jeans and a t-shirt um it's nothing fancy on the inside but the food's amazing and i would consider that fine dining for sure Mm -hmm. yeah um that said i've been to some amazing steakhouses mostly in dallas um (laughs) (laughs) you know i as you know mike's favorite place the petroleum club um was very very good food it was very pretentious and stuffy and and awful in a lot of ways um like sharing a club with ross perot didn't didn't feel great um (laughs) but the food was very good you know you they the the wine list was amazing and the service was great we always had the same server um every single time it's like you get assigned a server (laughs) they're always your server it's weird like i don't know how the, the problem was the other people yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, the, so, and it, it was fancy and you had to, it, it was like a maze to get in there. It was like a puzzle um, to get up to the top of the Chase building in Dallas. It was like very confusing. Um, you had to go like up one elevator and then across a bank to another elevator. Oh, and poor, then Poor you, people are notoriously bad at riddles. Yeah, you really <laughs> have to have like the secret password and stuff. So that if was they crazy. they were good but, at riddles, they wouldn't be poor, Bobby. <laughs> Obviously. True, that's how you make money. Well, that's just how you keep them out of the petroleum club. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But it was more of a networking thing. So, it you know, I didn't spend a ton of time there, but the food was good. But there was like Papa's Brothers and Dallas is great. Yeah. Um, we actually did like um, plenty of holidays there, um, things like that. Um, and then there's a sushi place, which is kind of where I started to like sushi. Because in Michigan, well, at least, you know, in the like late 90s, early 2000s, not a great place for sushi. So mm-hmm. there's a place called Uchi in Dallas that was... Um, it's from Austin. The, the, yeah. It's the first place I ever had sushi and I loved it. Yeah, it's uh, really, I was really good. surprised it is really by that. Good. And it's, it's, a, it's a pretty fancy place. Um, Let's see what else. Nick and Sam's. I hated that. It's very douchey steakhouse. Yes. Yes. In Dallas. But I did a, t- yeah. a like a special like tasting menu there once or twice. And the food's good, but the people are awful. <laughs> yeah. Dallas is like weirdly kind of a big restaurant city. They have, but just because there's a lot of rich people there. So yep. they open a lot of fancy-ish restaurants. Like not like super, you know, buttoned up, but just a lot of very expensive restaurants there was a guy that competed on top chef um i think he got kicked up but anyway he has a 
place that's I I hate this trend. It's just called like knife or something or like yeah, <laughs> just knife. I guess at least it's not like X and Y. You know, yes, like every other yes. places. <laughs> There's a place in Austin that's around the corner. It's like a lunch place, and it's just called Meat and Bread. And, and like if it <laughs> okay. was like a, if it was like a diner, I'd be like, okay, whatever, cool. But it's like too I, expensive. I for want what it that is. to be M E E T. I want it to be a singles bar for people who like carbs. Yeah. <laughs> well, yes. that'd be me. <laughs> well, there's a relatively new place here called Oak and Real that apparently is wonderful, but I'm like, it's called Oak and Real. Do I have to go? <laughs> <laughs> but I think I really don't have a very strict um, definition of what fine dining is. I just really want the food to be good. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. God, you're so picky. I know. Um, Christy, I will say, is she's an excellent. Um, when you go visit Seattle, she keeps lists of places to try, <laughs> and I love it because I'm like, where should we go for brunch? Or you know, she'll send me a list. It's like check these uh, menus out. Let me know yeah, what you're you are thinking. Prepared. Yes. Yeah. Christy, one is. of my favorite places that. Um, well, I only went there once, but I would love to take you all. But it recently closed was a french restaurant called lulay and the best part was you could sit at the kitchen table so you would sit on like a bar and just watch the kitchen happen Mm -hmm. and that was amazing yeah i mean then you know that nobody's giving you a sneeze muffin (laughs) (laughs) that was like some of the best food i've ever had in my entire life that r.i.p lulay (laughs) I do. Yeah, actually. I like to keep. Go. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh yeah, I'm the same. Like everywhere I go, I'll I do like basically what Anne does and keep keep lists and then um, okay, which of these three do you all want to go to? Because we're going to one of these three. <laughs> well, that's like my ideal. Because sometimes I get overwhelmed by choice. Sometimes, mm-hmm. like yeah. I remember in Los Angeles, I was like, there's too many places that I could go, and I. Then I just always end up going to the same place because I'm like, I get, you know, decision fatigue. Because I know it and I know how to get there. Yes, it won't disappoint me. Um, But I've always said that if I ever moved to San Francisco, I would start a restaurant club where Mm. once a week, whoever wanted to be in my club, I mean, it is exclusive, but, you know, whoever (laughs) I allowed to be in my club, we would do a new restaurant because there are, are... I don't know, thousands of restaurants yes. in San yes. Francisco, mm-hmm. like, and they're all farm to table, bubble, trendy. What What did you say, uh, Bobby, with penny Authentic. farthing bikes and, and <laughs> yeah. Yeah, mustaches, mustaches and, and... and stuff? But that doesn't mean they're not good. But right. I could be happy doing a new cool restaurant every week. It's just here by myself. Like, there's no impetus to get me out. I'm like, well, I don't know. It's so much effort. I'll just have cheese and crackers again. I know. Tonight. Sometimes it is kind of nice to just be like, just kidding. I'm just going to stay in here and I can watch. We were in a dinner. We were in a dinner club, like a restaurant club for a while. Ugh. But the, the bad thing is, so it was with foodies. So they always had like the best choices and they were all like the new restaurants. The problem is that we'd go with probably five other people and they all drank these like $20 martinis, multiple of them, and ate meat. And then they'd be like, okay, let's split the check. And Jeremy and I are like, what? Uh, <laughs> that doesn't seem fair. <laughs> no, it's not fair at all. So we're paying like 200 at least dollars and like we're still kind of hungry. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
That's the bad part is if you go to a, a fancy restaurant and you spend a ton of money and then you are hungry. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. ugh, that's brutal. I go still home and actually, eat a bowl of cereal. Yeah, or Taco Bell on the way you, home or whatever. When you say that, it makes me remember when I was a junior in college and I couldn't go home for Thanksgiving because it was so fucking far away. Um, and so I went to Chicago with my roommate Janine and my roommate Rachel and uh, Janine's grandparents lived in Chicago. So that's why she went there. And we, when we were there, we were like, let's go somewhere and have a fancy dinner, like on the Saturday night or something. And we went to the restaurant that's in the top of the Hancock building. Ooh. And I think there were like five of us that went and we dressed up and we felt so fancy and so <laughs> grown up and it was so cool and we ordered our things and then they put these tiny portions down in front of us and we were like where's what? our food <laughs> and we all paid our hundred dollars or something and we were like well now what do we do yeah the, see at olive garden you would get unlimited breadsticks and salad i know it's just, it, and you know it's it, it's a weird inverse relationship sometimes about what you get. Like if you um, book a room at a La Quinta, I mean, you got the breakfast and free Wi-Fi, full yeah. of that. And if you book at a nicer restaurant, they're not going to give you a free breakfast. No. Oh, no. No, no it's totally true. I, Dave and I one time went to... Um, we went to Montreal. We stayed at like a Best Western or something. Got like all the amenities, all the free bullshit. And then we went to Quebec City and we stayed at the famous hotel, like the Fontenot. I can't remember what it's called. And you had to pay like $20 per phone per day for the Wi-Fi. And it's like, this is bullshit. I want to go mm-hmm. back and stay at the Best Western again. Mm-hmm. I used to go to the Ritz. This is so douchey. I used to go to the Ritz Carlton for breakfast a lot in Dallas. And... I stayed there once or twice and there's certainly no con like there is a continental breakfast, but it is not cheap. <laughs> no, <Yeah>. no, <laughs> you and the, um, you and the, this is going to sound meaner than I mean it to, but you and the sex workers from the night before are, um, yes, <laughs> they were no judgment, the bar. no judgment, make no, that no, money. No. Once I realized they were there, I was like, oh, wow, amazing. Like, this is really interesting. <laughs> but yeah, they're I, everywhere. I, I judge the people that um, partake of their services more than I judge yeah, them, them for, yeah. you know, trying to make Bitch, a living. make that money. Yeah, seriously. Yep. Take yep. advantage of That's the place them. to do it, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's that lobbyist markup again. I have True, to say, exactly. while we're still just talking about, like, fanciest restaurants, I did look up, okay, Noma is, like, I guess it was sort of touted as one of the world's best restaurants, which I don't really mm-hmm. know how you, you know, that the yeah. like apples to oranges yeah. kind of situation. Mm-hmm. But um, it's very precious. And uh, Bobby, when you were talking about what is served there right now, it is it says reservations for the game and forest season are now open. <laughs> oh, yes. I can't wait for game and forest. Game season. and forest season is the time of year when mallard, teals, pheasants, Sika deer, moose, reindeer, and all the wild berries, the bounty of mushrooms, everything we can find wild in the forest will take center stage at Noma. Okay, fine. Whatever. That's like what you're going for. The um, menu it, per person is 3,500 crones, which I did do the math and that it's about like 500 plus 1,800 Jesus. for the wine pairing. So in total, yeah, it's about 
$535.91 per person. I mean, do we give them any kind of a break on this whole farm and forage bullshit because they're Scandinavian? I mean, I guess. I mean, I guess they're being true to themselves, but I also think that they're being precious too, and know that they right. can like take advantage of it. Yes, I, I haven't. Place, I haven't spent like, enough time to, in Scandinavia to know. No, yeah, no. I went to a restaurant in Florence like that. That was extremely precious. I didn't know what anything was, and it was just so, 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 so much money. Um, and I ended up accidentally eating um, like liver pate. Mm. And I was like, this is amazing. What is this? Oh, it's liver. Uh, I don't like it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like love liver. But yes, if you don't know what it is going at your But like, it's really good. But I was also grossed out. So I was like, yes. I'm not built for this kind of place. <laughs> I need to know what I'm eating. <laughs> yeah. When I was in Portugal, I went again, trying to pick out like one nice restaurant. I went to this place that was known for its um, celebrating Portuguese culture. And uh, steak, I guess they raise a lot of cows in um, Portugal. But I ordered this thing uh, for an appetizer and the waiter said to me, and and do you know what that is? And I was like, what what are you talking about? It's this thing here on the menu that I'm ordering? He's like, but but do you know that this, do you know what? pig trotters are oh and i was like oh 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 okay and then i was like well in for a penny in for a pound and i was like sure because i didn't want to look stupid um so i ate them and it was weird wow the brave i would have been like never mind (laughs) honestly honestly i did not want to look like a dumb american yeah no i understand that and i was a little bit queasy the whole time i ate them i was like i can do this people in the in the southern states eat pig's feet all the time and they can do it and i can do it oh god oh lordy this is kind of out of nowhere but eric repair looks like a villain in a bond movie right he does i think he's sort of cute um because I don't know, I think maybe too much like Top Chef in my day, but uh, but yes, he does look like a Bond villain, and his name is Eric Repair. That's like a villain's name. Well, yeah, yeah. Just I have been thinking lately that you know I'm a two hour, two and a half hour train ride from New York City, and I'm not taking advantage of that enough. And mm-hmm. so I thought if I was going to pick a restaurant in New York City that you're absolutely supposed to go to. Le Bernard Inn, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah. I just wanted to see if I could get a reservation sometime this century. But when you go to their website, you're pretty quickly faced with a giant picture of Eric Repair, like working <laughs> on something. And he just, I mean, he looks he's, like the, he's, he's the name. He's plotting something <laughs> in that picture. <laughs> God, I always feel like when there's, I mean, he's seemingly, from all things that I've heard, he seems like he's one of the nice ones. But it almost seems like anytime those guys get to be like a little bit famous, it's like, oh, don't scratch the surface too, you know, don't get in there because there's some dark stuff in there. Mari Not Batali, even just anyone. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, like the Crocs didn't give it away. <laughs> Most chefs are kind of unsavory in a lot of ways. Yeah. 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 I mean, you would know better than most of the rest of us. Yeah. yeah, I yeah. So I worked in a kitchen for four years, um, and uh, there was, it wasn't that fancy of a place. It's not like we had multiple chefs. We had a chef and then cooks. <laughs> I was a cook, um, and yeah, I mean, I worked with a dude named Snake, 
<laughs> so, uh, wait, is that his first name? Yeah. And Sam last Lynch? name. That's the weird part. It was just snake. Um, and uh, yeah, I, it, that's why I started. That's why. Well, it's not why I started smoking, but it's why I continued smoking. It's because <laughs> yeah. when you work it's in a kitchen, it's the only break. way you get a break. Yes. Um, so like you can't just be like, I'm going to go stand in the corner for 15 minutes. You have to go, exactly. go smoke. Yeah. And you could still smoke inside, so we would have to go to this, like, corner of the kitchen by the sink and smoke in the kitchen, which is so disgusting. Um, uh, but people were smoking in the restaurant, too, so yeah. you couldn't oh, really yeah, tell. yeah, of course. And we did wash our hands. Like, I honestly, like, I, I, it wasn't fine dining, but it was nice enough, and it was clean as it could be. We were not gross. I always tried to be as, you know, cleanly as I possibly could. Nobody was spitting in anything. Nobody was sabotaging the food, like... We all were trying to be very careful. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we washed would, our hands at the Taco John's. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I would still eat there, and it, like it's funny because that place still exists, but it's like a it's a different name, different owner. But the menu hasn't changed all that much. Oh, and I'm like, funny. oh my god! I used You're to like, cook I could all this go stuff. in there. You could go in there and cook it. Yes. Yeah. I I'm sure. Muscle I could. memory. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh gosh, yeah, I'm too much of a scare. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I could do retail. I just thinking about getting behind on serving people like gives me kind of like oh, like panic attacks a little bit. Oh yeah, I would definitely have um, latent anxiety. Like I would be at home two hours later and be like, oh my god, I forgot that side of ketchup or what? You know what I mean? Like I would (laughs) yes. And servers always told me they had that too, but like little things that you forgot to do or you would have nightmares about the tickets piling up and you can't keep on top of it. And that does happen, but there's also like a really kind of nice synergy when it does work really well. When you have a group of people in the kitchen who know each other and they work well around each other and everybody's, Mm -hmm. yeah, you're kind of on, it's very satisfying and it's really fun and it makes the time kind of fly by. Um, So it was rewarding in that way. But are you just like exhausted by the end of the day? Yeah. Yeah. Like bone exhausted. It ruined my knees. Like I still have pretty bad knees and it's because they didn't have rubber mats. We were just standing on tile for eight and a half hours. Um, And yeah, I would, I was a teenager and I would come home and be like, Oh, I got to put my feet up. Ugh. (laughs) So it's very hard on your bodies. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just old people that have a problem. It's exhausting. Guys, we've made it through two discussion points. Sorry. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, we have a lot to say about this. Goodness gracious. Maybe we need to have a part two. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. I think, I think we can Second do course. the rest of this a little bit faster, though. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. Let's, mm-hmm. let's, okay. Let's just bring these out. How do you feel about QR code menus? I love that. Honestly, I think I've only ever been to one QR code menu restaurant and that was implemented because of the pandemic. Yeah. And now you you cannot order off a physical menu. You must scan the QR code and use their app and order on your phone. Like I've been with my coworkers a couple of times and two of my coworkers are Guys in their uh, late fifties, early sixties are like, Can I get a menu? And the <laughs> yes. server's like Nope. Sorry. Sorry. You can't. 
And and it was pretty rough. It was pretty rough the first time we went because they couldn't figure out that once you know, you know you checked <laughs> the cheeseburger and the extra onion rings and whatever, then you had to like click the apply button to actually add it to the order. Right. Yeah. And then they're like, "Why didn't my cheeseburger come?" Well, you actually never fucking ordered it, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, sitting in your cart. That like. <laughs> Being a server in that case would actually stress me out as well because, like, listening to boomers just bitch about it yep. ugh, mm-hmm. and, like, probably dock your, like, tip or whatever. Yep. Ugh. Yeah, I, like, we, I, I definitely always, if possible, check out the menu. Not because I'm that picky or anything. I just am curious and I want to, it's like how I stock people's flights. I want to be well informed going into the situation about what I might order. So I'm fine with them. I mean, I like having a menu, but I'm it's fine. And you know what? For a hostess, if there's a hostess in the situation, it's probably, you know, it's you don't have to wipe down gross menus. So mm-hmm. that's probably yep. kind of nice. Menus are a good vector of disease. Yeah. Well, and also they can change the prices quicker. Uh, yes. Yes. Get, well, and they can get rid of stuff that they run out of. It's like a yeah. little bit more dynamic. So much easier. Yes. Honestly, I have no problem with it at all. I have no phys- like attachment to a physical menu, and Mm-mm. the mo- the less interaction I have with people, the better, in my opinion. So mm-hmm. like there ha- there are not that many of them here, but there is a couple places where you have to order everything on your phone here and I love that because yes. I could just like I don't have to wait for them to show up and ask me what I want like there, it, there's a brewery downtown that does that and I was like this is actually pretty amazing like now like I want a mimosa okay you know half hour later I want a snack and then yeah. a half hour after that I want another mimosa like I don't have to wait and keep like and be the weird person the like hey yes the reading uh, hey excuse me uh can you add can this add to it yes yeah all oh, right or, I like... or you haven't seen your server in forever yes. like you can see six other servers and not yours and you're like do i have to wait for mine yeah can i yes. you know get somebody else no i like having the control and i like not having to interact with people <laughs> so <laughs> i'm into it <laughs> the only time i've had an issue is i um is when you don't have phone service in the restaurant, and so you oh. can't get it to pull up. Ooh, that is a problem. Oh, yeah. they should have Wi-Fi for sure. Yeah, yeah. There, there's one restaurant that I go to with a group of work friends sometimes, and for some reason, the I think she has T-Mobile doesn't work in that restaurant, and so she has to use my phone, which I'm fine, wh- whatever. <laughs> but that they should have paper menus just for that, yes. or yeah. yeah, free Wi-Fi or whatever. Or yeah. for my colleague, uh, Scott, who doesn't bring his phone anywhere. Oh, Usually his teenage daughter has it. Who doesn't um, bring their phone? Oh. He doesn't even give people his cell phone number. If we need him after hours, we call him on his landline. <laughs> Is he 1,000 years old? <laughs> no, that's the thing. Like, he's in his 50s, but he's not in his 80s. Like... I that's you know I'm comfortable saying this because I know he'll never hear this. <laughs> <laughs> that, I think, is a very valid choice to make but then you have to realize that there are going to be consequences to uh, like I have a friend who forever just had a flip phone because he didn't want a smartphone and I'm like okay but you know the world is spinning away from you Mm -hmm. yep well I I feel like an older generation sometimes gets frustrated because they can't read it or whatever but or because our brains don't work yeah. as well as we get older. Right. Just, yes. You yeah. know, it's yeah. hard to figure it out. Like, legitimately, it's not just complaining. It's like 
getting anxious because you don't know how to do it. I do live in fear of whatever is going to change. Like when I'm 75 and I'm like, I don't understand this. And I don't know how to program the whatever the VCR is of the moment, right? I already (laughs) avoid gas stations uh, for uh, companies that like that are companies that I don't know because I am so anxious that I'll get to the pump and not know how to actually fuel my car. Like what button do I press in what order? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the gas station next to the apartment here, there's an app. It's like Exxon Mobile Rewards or whatever. I now buy my gas by going to the app and punching in the pump I'm at, and it does the payment authorization. Wow. Through Apple Bank. Wow. I That's, know. I, I always worry about my card getting like totally ripped off at those sketchy gas stations. So mm-hmm. yeah. I pretty much just go to Costco for gas. Yeah, I, I thought I was cool for having like that touch to pay. Uh, that is cool. cool. It is cool. And you're. Cool, I still man. get excited I about it. I am cool. You are. Um, okay. Next question. How do I pay? Oh, this <laughs> came up please in tell us. I hate this. Yes. Do do are they going to bring me the check or do I have to go up to the cash register? Now, this is not something that happens in the fine dining situation. No, that no. We have is, been is about this previously. a diner? Yeah. Yes. Yes. This, this is, is your like mid to low. It could go either way. Kind of. Place. In fact, yeah. In fact, um, when I went to dinner with Christy the last time she was here, mm-hmm. we had that because the it, actually it's a, it's a nice restaurant, but it's in like a converted garage and it's really a little bit more casual. And and I was like, dude, is he going to come back? Card? Do, I mean, the cash register is right there. Do you, and I and I went up and I was like, "Do I pay here?" And she was like, "Oh, you can do it here." And I was like, "God damn it! I made yeah. the wrong choice." <laughs> no, oh, she's pandering to me right now. Ugh. Yes, you dumb person. I can take care of you. We did Shit. that at a ramen place like last week because it wasn't clear. Um, and so we just were like, well, we've been sitting here for a long time. Let's just try it. And it was the same exact thing. It's like, oh, we can do that. And I'm like, well, the guy disappeared. So like, I don't know what yeah. we're supposed to do. Like we were not going to sit here forever. I think that servers should specifically say, I'll be back to pick this up shortly. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. like, sometimes there's a sign and I appreciate the, like being obvious, like pay at the register or whatever. Yep. I just tell I, us. I, yes. And I. I was saying, like, I like to be served. I do like a wait staff, but I do love the freedom of prepaying sometimes because you're just done and you're like, I'm getting up from the table and I'm just going to leave. And it feels like you're cheating yep. the system a little bit. I do enjoy that of a cheaper or less like expensive, less fancy. Yes, exactly. You're like, I already paid. This is awesome. <laughs> I was uh, just reading, it was a Washington Post advice column I think it was you know whatever they're just fun and the letter was from somebody who was like we waited and waited and waited and they didn't bring us our checks so we left (laughs) and I was like that's stealing that's not the option (laughs) whoever the advice columnists were they were like that's stealing you should not feel good about that but it does it is a legitimate problem when your server has disappeared off the face of the earth what do you do yep 
Yeah, I mean, are they just being considered? Are they working under European rules? Where it's like, well, it's your table for the night. And I'm like, but I want to go. I've been out in public for an hour. I know. I need just to gotta flag. I've gotten a lot less shy about that. I'll just flag some rando down and be like, I need to leave. How do I pay? I got to go. <laughs> Get me out of here. I got to go, man. <laughs> um, okay. On that trip, do you like being served? <laughs> no. I don't. I'm so uncomfortable being served anywhere. I one of the best things in shopping was DSW Shoe Warehouse when that came around <laughs> because I hated so much the traditional shoe stores where yes. I, you it know, I sit in the weird. seat and they kneel yeah. and they. DSW slip, has you know. one employee and they travel from store to store, <laughs> so you have to yeah. hope that they're there. I hate the idea of of or the feeling of someone like holding my ankle. It as is they, weird. I'm, like I'm not oh, fucking Cinderella. Weird. I yeah. don't, I don't like that at all. So like DSW and Coles, and I don't have feet. I have wide feet. They're hard to fit in those I places. So the internet is great, but it kind of extends to restaurants too. Like I get so uncomfortable with the idea of being served because I don't feel like I have a right to be served sort of like there's such a, a um, I don't know. It, it's a time warp, not a time warp. It's a, it's a, it's a, something warped it's like anachronistic sort of where all of a sudden i'm important and you serve me and i am very uncomfortable with that dynamic that's what i'm trying to get at i hear that though i i kind of try to think of it as like i totally get what you're saying i try to think of it as like they have a profession and i'm using that profession it's not like you're, right. they're doing it yeah. for free right like yeah. no yeah I, I think it's part it's partly the cultural thing yeah. where People are like, well, get a job and you, you know, find something better than working at a McDonald's. And I'm like, working at McDonald's is fine. It's just, you know, people who work in food service are so looked down upon. I feel uncomfortable like I'm entering into that dynamic without wanting to be in that dynamic. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm participating in the system. (laughs) Yeah. Listen, I never said I was finished with therapy. <laughs> it's an evolving process. Are we ever really finished no. with therapy? Uh, no. That's how they get you. Um, Bobby, do you Therapist. like being served? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, yes. Um, not all the time. Like, there are some places where I just want my eggs and bacon and I want to be left alone. But, like, I think that's part of the experience if you're going to a nice restaurant is having that just right level of attentive service Mm -hmm. like never letting a glass get empty clearing plates promptly um you know russian service what do we call it that now that putin and all that well and the thing is about like i was i you know i've been thinking about the service stuff because there have definitely been restaurants that are hiring and their staff it's like just you know what pay people like pay them and not like dependent mm-hmm. on tip pay them. And then mm-hmm. I think service can be good because obviously it's not going to be good if people are underpaid or like it's understaffed and it sucks. And I'm and not, that's not what, really important to yes. employee morale yeah. and all that. Yeah. Yeah. And I find yeah. that most of the time servers are really trying. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They're, yep. you know, they're doing their best to get people. You know what? I think what I, I don't want to have to ask for ketchup. It's really what I want in a restaurant. I don't want to have to ask for ketchup. I just want them because to anticipate the, your ketchup needs. No, I want there to be a bottle of ketchup on the it's table. Totally uh, I want no transaction of ketchup. 
because I am embarrassed. Okay, I am embarrassed about the amount of ketchup that I like. Food. You like your food wet. I get it. I understand. I don't want a little two ounce ramekin of ketchup brought yeah, with my not, fries. Not either. homemade ketchup. Don't give me uh, any of that bullshit. No, no. I want Heinz. 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 And not Hunts. I don't. I don't want no, Hunts. Fuck Hunts. No, fuck no, Hunts. No, 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 no. I, I just. I want people to leave me alone with my bottle of ketchup and not look too closely at what happens. That's fair. <laughs> uh, I have become. I've become my dad in the way where I just like pre-order two extra things of um, salad dressing. I might just keep bringing it because I know. Cause I'm like, gonna... You know, it's not going to be enough. <laughs> no. It's going to take more than this to trick me into eating a salad. Or or I've like scraped my little ketchup bowl and I'm looking around at other people's ketchup like, can you eat that? Can I borrow that real quick? <laughs> um, Meredith? I do if it's not too, too stuffy. I, I have a real hard time. So the first time, I don't even remember which place this was. It might have been the Petroleum Club. The first time I went there, the server took the napkin off the table and put it in my lap for me. And I was like, are you mm. fucking kidding? Get your hands get, get away your hands from me. <laughs> like, I was like, baby. like, it was very awkward because I thought he was handing it to me. So I was going to, I was going to take it. And then he put it in my lap and they, at those kind of places also will, um, if you're wearing black, they'll give you yes. a black napkin yeah. if you're wearing you know whatever so that like the opposite color lint doesn't Ooh. sully your clothing i did not know that was a thing yeah, yeah. oh i yeah. think i've been with people where they ask for it and i'm always like i'm so embarrassed <laughs> right oh, now that's awful i know no so i don't I, I can put my own napkin in my lap like i'm not a baby you don't have to like tuck me in and, and kiss me goodnight on the forehead um i don't love that crumb. that actually sounds lovely though <laughs> it's called a crumb scraper right yeah. yes um i don't like that thing that makes me feel like a pig because they like clear my plate and they're yeah. like i know up all your mess i do need it for rory but yes uh, it's, yeah. it's really it's more like the table zamponi right? it makes me feel bad yeah yeah and then so and also i really don't like when i'm at a very fancy place and we're doing something that's not fancy so at the petroleum club one time they did like a special thing where they did a lobster boil and so you go you're like wearing fancy clothes you're wearing expensive shoes you did the maze to get up to the top of the building and then they put a plastic bib on you (laughs) and give you like a thing of butter and you're just like i'm a baby cracking a lobster it's ridiculous and one of those times i like cracking you know seafood open like that is really awkward i don't remember if this was a crab or a lobster or what but like i was doing that at papa's brothers or something and like shot a a chunk of lobster halfway across the room (laughs) and i was just like this is not for me like i don't think (laughs) i clearly don't belong here (laughs) if if you're not willing to abandon your dignity yeah then you you can't do it well i did and that's i mean so the 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 reason that i thought of that um is that the server was extremely gracious about that they they like we were all laughing and they laughed with us they weren't like horrified they didn't kick me out like i didn't feel too terrible about it and it was kind of funny so i appreciated that they were like fine dining experience but also we're not going to kick you out for throwing lobster across the room <laughs> what if they did kick you out that would <laughs> have like, been weird you get arrested you get taken like, to yeah. restaurant jail yeah. you're banned now yeah. <laughs> one trick you're out on that yep um uh, yeah i i do like being served i guess but i i do hate it when and this is i don't blame the server it's more the restaurant and it's kind of the trendy thing it's like 
when they come up to you and they're like, have you been with us before? And you're like, I know mm-hmm. how a restaurant works. Like, I need you to. <laughs> oh, I don't. But if you say no, what are they going to do? <laughs> they give you a different spiel. They tell you, like, their dumb, oh. you know, yeah. philosophy. We make or our own root or mirror statement. Or, yep. So our just own. always say yes. <laughs> yes, I've been or here. Or just always say no. I've been here a hundred times, so you don't have to listen to their dumb. Oh, that's what I mean. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. See. Oh, it makes me so uncomfortable. But yes, I do like, I mean, I am so my mom where I like want to, I want the waiter to like be my best like friend. You? Yes. And yeah. like me and be like, that was like, the best table I've ever had. I've I had the best customer tonight. <laughs> you guys. Yeah, I have to tell you about this fabulous woman. She was so smart and so pretty and so funny. She and guess what cool she ordered? Mom, I think. Yeah. <laughs> guess what she ordered? She got a wedge salad. Can you believe it? She, she right. ordered what my favorite meal is. Can you believe it? I just imagine a server being starstruck over you. <laughs> By a non-famous person ordering the, yeah. the most, like a martini and a French onion soup and a white salad. Amazing. Never heard of it before. Two blue cheese olives. No what? one's ever ordered that together. <laughs> oh, Christy. I'm with Meredith as well. There's a, a steakhouse in Seattle called El Gaucho. And the same thing happened to me. And I was like, taken aback. Like, why are you close to me and touching me and every time you'd take a drink there would be someone can't come out of the shadows yeah. to fill it up with water again i'm like Jesus. yeah you feel like you're under surveillance sometimes yeah. you're like okay i can yes. be without one ounce of water yeah. for a couple minutes I, yeah. I would like ideally i would like to get two-thirds empty before they mm-hmm. fill it up yes because yeah. i always feel compelled to acknowledge them when they come and you're mm-hmm. in the middle and you're like oh thank you very much well then i have to say thank you very much 49 times mm-hmm. and then the conversation usually stops when that happens whether it has to or not and mm-hmm. and, it, and yeah. it feels like they're stalking you so like mm-hmm. they saw you spill a little bit on your shirt you well, know if like they do it with some places will do that with wine and that is dangerous like they won't even ask yep. you they'll just covertly fill up your glass and if you don't notice you're just like whoa how am i so drunk mm-hmm. and it's because yes. they've been filling your glass up all yes. night without you really realizing it it's yeah. dangerous but i do like when someone is very excited about where they work and are very mm-hmm. good at their job we had this uh server at um tropical in palm springs and she just was so excited about every menu item <laughs> and wh- i noticed like if you when you reserve on god what's that new reserve uh, reservation site Resi. if you Resi. S- yes if you say that no open table oh if yeah. you say that it's a special occasion and it's a birthday you so far four out of four times i've gotten something free a oh, uh, free dessert really? one place Gave us a free dessert and also wanted us to take kamikaze shots. Oh, that doesn't always oh. work for me, but oh, it's like, a, I always mention it if it is something special, just in case. Yeah. I don't want any singing, but a free no. dessert. No, even yeah. I don't want singing. Even I'm mm-hmm. like a little bit like, I don't know where to look right now. What's, I don't know. what Do yeah. I clap? What do I do? I when mean, I, if you're going to sing, it better be good. And I'm going <laughs> to harmonize with you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When it was um, my birthday, it wasn't even my birthday in Palm Springs. It was like. 10 days later and I had said that and then they were like well we heard there's a birthday here and I was like looking at everyone like shh don't say anything because I wanted the free dessert but if they're like it's not your birthday 
Like I couldn't have that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a really good dessert though. All we need is two forms of legal ID. <laughs> issue you your free slice of double chocolate cake. Oh God. Can we do pet peeves mm-hmm. now? Yes. Have we been kind enough to servers that we can yes. do some pet peeves? Yes. Sure. It makes me lose my absolute shit. When a th- server comes up and says, and how is everything tasting? <laughs> I'm like, grammar on that is so wild. <laughs> how is everything tasting? Ask me, do you like your meal? That's a loaded how question. How does it taste? Mm-hmm. How is everything tasting? This cow is dead. It can't taste anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it always, like, what are you going <clears> to, <throat> what are you going to say? Like, I don't. I... Yeah, is there any other answer other than mm, great? Or <laughs> I'm still eating my salad. I it's untouched. I'll I let you know so when I get to it. <laughs> you know what I've started to do in my? I probably did it when I was young, but I I'm really starting to do is the thing that I hate, which I become like. I'm sure servers hate this, and they um, they come to pick up the empty plate and I'm like I hated it I know oh Hillary you're becoming a boomer I know I know clearly it was terrible (laughs) what I want someone to say is I don't know did you enjoy your meal yes Mm -hmm. that's correct grammar and it's said at an appropriate time you could even just say how is everything like that's simple Mm -hmm. and easy and direct how is everything (laughs) tasting lady like leave the tasting off a, and it's fine right also yeah, yeah also give me 10 minutes yeah 10 minutes yeah, yeah they ask. usually do that after the first bite and it's like give me a mm-hmm. fucking minute oh please. i hate no. that and it's always mid conversation too where you're like having a kind of i don't know interesting conversation how is everything tasting fine fine please go away. i think that's a skill to be developed like yes. really good servers yeah. have mastered the art of yeah. um s- slipping into the conversation at yeah. the right moment um, there was a guy, I cannot remember his name now, but there was a guy that was on Fresh Air a couple weeks ago and he wrote a book about being a mitter D at a nice restaurant in New York. And I want to read the book cause it sounds fascinating. Cause it was like in the eighties and nineties and man, that sounded like a very stressful, but also very fun time. Cause I think there like was like when a, people would slip you a $20 bill to get a good table. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and there was lots of cocaine everywhere and you know, just kind of like crazy times. But yeah, I, it's, that it's, sounds like my time at Olive Garden. Everybody <laughs> <laughs> yeah, slip you a, a 20 to get a table near the mural. Um, well, I did get, uh, I did get a hundred dollars slipped to me on Dang. what was it? Uh, New Year's Eve at Tony Roma's A Place for Ribs. Uh, oh. <laughs> because we had like a two-hour wait and Fancy. a guy called and he said, well, can you get me in earlier? And I was like, nope. And then he said, how about if I give you some money? And I said, you get here right now and we'll have a deal. <laughs> and then he did. <laughs> well, So is that frowned upon? Oh, yeah. I could have gotten okay. fired. Okay. And <laughs> I'm, I'm sure wondering. it's annoying. Like how, if you don't have tables, you don't have tables. Like you can't right. materialize one. Right. Unless people, unless they hold them aside, which a lot of places don't. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So you're putting them in a hot, uh, in, a t- in a kind of a tough mm-hmm. spot, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, with servers, I just feel like I, um, 
I, I do think it should be a higher paid job. I mean, in Texas, and I know in a lot of other states, they are paid, you know, below minimum wage because of whatever law it is that it's like, yeah. you make it up on tips. tips. Yep. Um, and I think that that's crap because it does lead to people who are just doing it. To, you know, there is an art to serving. I mean, there really is. There is an art to the service industry and... I think that you can be good at it and make a lot of money. But unfortunately, the way that our economy is set up, it's not really set up to do that. It's just to be a wait station on to being coming like the worst waiters I ever had were definitely in Los Angeles because I mean, they're paid a little bit more. they're actors. Yeah, they're it's like wham, waitress, <laughs> actress, yeah, but they, model. Mm-hmm. But they better be nice to look at. They are. But you're like, but, but like you were saying, like, I'm waiting for now or I want another drink or something like I just like let's get a move on a little bit like come on let's let's hurry this up and I it's I do feel like it attracts sometimes people who are just trying to get to someplace else which is fine but I don't know it's frustrating when you're when you're paying money and you just get kind of crappy service I do like the trend um and there's more and more of these here of places where you don't tip um, you know, they oh, pay yeah. them yeah. A, a livable wage style. and you don't yeah. have to tip. Although that kind of leads, leads me to an awkward spot where sometimes I feel like I should tip anyway. You know oh, yeah. what I mean? Like I feel yeah. weird not tipping just because it's so ingrained. Like even if they're making $25 an hour and it says so on the menu, I'm like, but should I tip? And is it rude to not tip? Like I'm <laughs> yeah. so worried about that. Yeah. Well, tipping culture is so crazy. Like when I go at to this there's a little kind of like a little grocery store um that does serve food that you can you know you can order like a breakfast taco or whatever there but I just get gum and stuff there and when I pay there's like a tip line now it doesn't like outrage me I'm not that much of a boomer where I'm like how dare you even ask me but I'm like I do feel crappy when I just hit like no for something I don't feel bad if it's not something like if I grabbed gum and yes. I, I don't feel like I need to tip for that um I know there are some situations where I will not tip but usually I do and usually I over tip yes yeah. well yeah I mean if you're gonna tip tip I mean yeah we went to the plaza next door has a the Indian place that does a lunch buffet mm. oh, and, I love an Indian buffet oh. right and oh. I've tipped I, I think it was like 15% just paying the check for the two of us at the register. And then I was, I was walking away and I was like, Oh, that was weird. That was low. And then I thought all they did was clear our plates. It's a buffet. Yeah. I don't think the tipping yeah. standards are the same at a buffet than a full we service. Probably restaurant. do a whole nother episode on just that. Yeah. True. Yep. yep. Yeah. Well, do we have anything more to say? I mean, I'm sure. Give us a little time. Yeah, and we'll be ready for a second course. Yeah, don't bump. How's everything tasting? (laughs) (laughs) Title of that. Yeah, I and oh, see, here we go. Here we go. I don't like it when, um, like, how are we doing? Yeah, this is very boomer me. But I'm like, we like, like they make it an experience that we are having together. I'm like, uh, no. You can say you. How are you doing? Yes. Uh, I honestly, the we need. Are to, you sitting here eating help. with us? Yeah. I have yelled at Dave before when he said we need to do something, and I'm like, by we, do you mean I need to do something? Because I'm not oh, sure yeah. if we're doing this together, mm-hmm. and that makes me mad. How do you feel when a server says, "Tonight I have a roasted whole red snapper <laughs> with sautéed green beans yeah, and like fondant <laughs> potatoes"? 
that's where now that's different. That, and there, the the collective we is appropriate. It's when they they wrap me up into the we with them. Right. The chef's got a red snapper just hiding in his car with this waiter, rather. I I have been charmed by servers before who do like they'll sit down on the at the edge of the booth or the whatever and take your order. Yeah. It's usually not at a fine dining place. No, but no. I am sometimes charmed by that, depending on the personality of the server. Like if it feels if it feels genuine, I'm like, this is fun. We're friends. Are we friends now? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, guys! Don't you love the restaurant where they have like crayons and they write their name yeah. on the table upside yeah. down? Oh. oh man, so cute! Oh, macaroni grill, God love you. Or the ones, <laughs> the Dick's Last Resort, where they call you like an asshole, and then you're like, "Why am I here? Why?" Did I'm I in I no way it? interested in that at <laughs> all. No, absolutely not. <laughs> I went for my 22nd birthday, and I was like, "Why am I doing this? Why did That's... Why did we? Why did I agree to this? Yeah. I'm yeah. not paying any money to insult and, and to be insulted. <laughs> no. I can insult myself in my head high. just fine. I don't need someone else to do it." Meredith, you're stupid. God. Yeah. Yeah. Stop <laughs> confirming my worst fears. Yeah, I don't need your help. <laughs> I this Danny Pellegrino, who I mentioned on the podcast last week, he has a podcast where he was like, "Does anybody remember this?" And it would like, we went for my friend's seventeenth birthday, and they wrote on her little hat like, "I suck dicks" or something. And it was like, oh, <laughs> God. He <laughs> was like, "Why are we a here? child?" Oh. <laughs> yeah. uh, so- Fine dining. Note. Yeah. Mm. On that note, what's the fanciest restaurant you've been to? And define fancy as you wish. We mm-hmm. obviously really anybody... couldn't could like get get a hard definition on that one. Right. Yeah. If if anybody has been to like the French laundry, yes. I want to hear about what it was mm-hmm. really like. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. There's yeah, there's a handful. I don't know. Was it worth breaking quarantine rules? Gavin Newsom. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> really all but... I'm looking for is Mexican food. That's all I want. I just want Mexican food. It'd be great if Gavin Newsom listened to our podcast. (laughs) Listen, if he's going to run for president. (laughs) He better. We are the the pulse takers and taste makers of this great nation. Yep. Damn straight. Yes, we are. All right. Bobby, take us into Tishy Recommends. Yeah, I have an on-brand recommendation. And this is going to make me sound young like the kids because it's a Twitter, excuse me, a TikTok follow. Oh, though I do believe he is also on Instagram. Uh, it is a chef, Insta, Bobby. We Insta, say Insta. the IG. <laughs> there we go. The gram. The gram. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Anne says. <laughs> uh, it's an account named called Chef Reactions, all one word. Um, he records um, reaction videos to dumb cooking videos. Mostly um, thirst trap videos from creepily overattractive women doing a terrible job cooking, mm. like these very dumb DIY life hacky cooking things. Oh, I hate mm. those. Lysandra Lee School of Cooking. Yes, yes. Uh, but he just does a rolling droll commentary of sarcasm oh, over that them. Sounds fun. It's wonderful, um, and he's not like a fancy chef. He is a cook at like a senior home or something, but he just sits there in his chef's coat with a hat on just ripping these people apart sometimes they're positive like he cheers on people who are doing their own thing and doing a good job and sometimes he'll get like the little old granny cooking dinner and cheer them out but he just eviscerates these uh these other ones influencer types yeah wonderful yeah emily mariko which i watched a lot of clout chasers right that's the term (laughs) yes Mm -hmm. yes so chef reactions 
Um, I also had another recommends that I deleted, but this is actually more of an iPhone hack. I just discovered recently that if I take a picture of the cats or anything else, and then it's a live picture, if I hold my finger over it, it will automatically cut it out of the rest of the background yeah. of the picture. Yeah, and, I can and then you it. can like add it to the thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Nobody told me. Yeah. Now Wait, I just I'm have sorry, bombarding, I've been bombarding Sam with cut out pictures of the cats for the last yeah, two it will, days. Yeah, like isolate a figure in a photo. And then you can paste it into Just something else. Yeah. It's really cool. But why? Why not? Why Apple zombies? Why? <laughs> so you can turn, I'll, I can turn bear into a sticker. That's why. Yep. It, that's basically <laughs> I mean, okay. it. It's just. <laughs> All right. I Obviously. see the point. Um, yeah. No, it is kind of fun. But sometimes I'll accidentally do it. And I'm like, no, it didn't yeah. need to do that. That's uh, how I found out about it is I accidentally did it yeah. like <laughs> twice. And I'm like, why is it doing this? <laughs> Uh, um, so we have a follow-up on She Said. Yes. Okay. So last week I was like, oh, why isn't She Said streaming anywhere? I don't want to pay $19 and it's not playing any movie theaters. Well, then Christy quickly was like, oh, contraire, actually, it is on Peacock. And mm-hmm. so I did watch She Said, which is kind of hard. It's like Sally Sells mm-hmm. by the Seashore. Um, mm-hmm. I watched it on Peacock, which I guess we have. Um, which is fine. Um, and I enjoyed it. It's not quite spotlight levels, I would say. Um, and I sort of. But it reminded spotlight. me of that. It reminded it me does. of spotlight. It did. To- totally. I wish it had been like almost they'd made it in five years. So there was a little bit more. Um, I don't know. Like It does seem awfully early. Yeah, it's pretty early on that. But I did enjoy it. and I did cry in a couple of parts. Mm-hmm. Um, so I. And there are a- real actresses playing the real actresses, which is kind of weird. But um, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. It was well done. And the I mean, it was it was interesting. And and then sort of in a spotlight way where it's like, OK, there's this thing that we know that's there. And we're just trying to get there. We're trying to figure out all the pieces and get the people to talk to us and all that. So I, I thought it was well done. I enjoyed it. I think the recordings were actually his voice, too. Yes, it, but I did like that they don't. I mean, this is not really a spoiler, but they don't. They only show when he's when um, Harvey Weinstein is there. It, they don't show. They just show the back of him, and he has such like a, you know, you know who what he looks like mm-hmm. from behind. Even. Yes, yeah. they don't show his face, which is good because I think that would be a little bit distracting. Anyway, Kill. she said it's on Peacock. If you have Peacock, which I had to watch a couple commercials beforehand, but whatever, it's fine. That's all. There we go. You can get involved with the show at thisshowhaseverything.com. The Facebook group is This Show Has Everything. The show Twitter is at fuck Elon Musk. We're out. Mic drop. <laughs> it's weird that that was available. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah how have we not been banned yet? Uh, email us at show at gmail.com where you can send us a voice memo to be featured on the show. It's been a couple of weeks since we had a voice memo. Fax me your favorite restaurant menu at 617-354-8513. The AOL keyword is Tishi. And with that, thanks for joining us. It was everything we had so far on oh, Fine there's Dining. There's more. There's more. There's more. My girl is banging. She's so low maintenance. Don't need no champagne. Popping entertainment. Take her to Wendy's. Can't keep her off me. She wanna dip me like them fries in a frosty. But every now and then when I get paid, I gotta spoil my baby with an upgrade. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah, we fancy like Applebee's on a date night. Got to burn my 
anniversary stay with the Oreo shake and some whipped cream on the top two. Two straws, one shot, girl, I got you. Bougie like Natty in the styrofoam. Squeaky, squeaking in the truck, head all the way home. Some Alabama jamming, she my Dixieland delight. That's how we do, how we do. Fancy like, Stay with the Oreo shake and some whipped cream on the top two. Two straws, one shot, girl, I got you. Boogie like Natty in the styrofoam. Squeaky, squeaking in the truck, bed all the way home. Some Alabama jamming, she my Dixieland delight. That's how we do, how we do. Fancy like my new clean blue jeans without the holes in them. Country kisses on my lips without the skull in them. Yeah, she probably gonna be keeping some Victoria's Secrets. Maybe a little Maybelline, but she don't need it. And the kitchen light radio slows down. Box wine, then a updo goes down. Hey, yeah, we fancy like Applebee's on a date night. Got that Bourbon Street stay with the Oreo shake and some whipped cream on the top two. Two straws, one check, girl, I got you. Booty like Natty in the styrofoam. Squeaky, squeaking in the truck, bed all the way home. Some Alabama jamming, she my Dixieland delight. That's how we do, how we do. Fancy like.